I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here from the Sick Boy Podcast of the E1 Podcast Network. We're back again for another week of shenanigans. And uh, I want to say, before we throw it to this week's episode, I got a little kind of like preamble to set the whole thing up, okay? So we're still in Toronto. That I mean, currently I'm in Halifax. But this episode itself was recorded in Toronto. And uh, it was recorded with our new friend, Ken. And uh, this this was like a uh, a a bucket list episode. And and in saying that, what I mean is that when Brian Taylor and myself started this entire project, there were a number of topics that we had written down on a list saying that, you know, it would be our dream to one day sit down with someone who is living with this particular syndrome, disease, uh, 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 malfunction. I don't know. What's, what's another word? Uh, but anyway, someone living with a particular thing and this, uh, topic, which I'm sure you've read the, the, the title Tourette's we're talking about Tourette's. This was one of our number one, uh, uh, bucket list items that we wanted to touch on. And Ken could not have been a better candidate to sit down and talk about this with, what you're about to listen to, um, I, I have to say, like, I, I feel like, you know, Tourette's comes with a, a host full of other um, uh, mental uh, illnesses and, and mental sort of, 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 of syndromes, uh, you know, OCD, uh, anxiety, those types of things. There's something very sporadic and very busy and very chaotic about the idea of Tourette's. And I feel like that comes across within this episode because we, and when I say we, I speak for Taylor, Brian, and myself, couldn't help but sort of come off as very sporadic and chaotic and 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 busy in this conversation. There were so many things we wanted to touch on, and there were so many things that Ken was willing to dive into uh, that this episode just, just it, it's... It's pure chaos. It's pure chaos in the best fucking possible way. So I, I want to just give that little sort of like warning before you tune in. I feel like we we are talking over each other a little more than we normally would, but it's all because of the 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 kinetic energy that was in the room, uh, uh, the excitement to dive into such a fascinating subject, um, and. And I hope you enjoy this as much as, as we did. I know I say this all the time, but I honestly, truly mean it this time. This is one of my all-time favorite conversations we've ever had on this podcast. And I truly, truly mean that. Um, without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with our new friend, Ken. 
Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Ken, alongside his wife and his stepson, and all three of them have Tourette's. Let's talk about it. Now we're live. Boom. Some of that action. Yeah, we're good, actually, for real. Um, uh, we are we are good. Ken, grab that mic there. Grab that mic in front of you there. Yeah. And uh, so um, throughout the recording, you can like you can rest it wherever you can hold it. It's all good. Try to um, I know that with your your tick, I was watching your hands going. Just try to watch um, like actually tapping the mic itself down here. I mean, you can hear it down here, but. Minimal tapping of this. Yeah, okay. Um, and make sure it's uh, uh, pretty close to your mouth, like like about an inch away from your mouth. Like yeah, this. exactly. Okay. So if you, you uh, Bri, can that go any higher, that stand? Uh, no. No? Okay. All right, cool. We'll figure um, it out. Yeah, you can figure it out. I will figure it out. Um, and that's it. Let's dive right into it. We were just, yeah. okay, so we, so <clears throat> let, let me set the, set the stage here. Still in Toronto, um, but aside from that, we're at the E One building, the Entertainment One building, waiting for our guest Ken. Ken gives me a text; he's here. I show up downstairs. Ken's with his entire family, uh, a family reunion. There's there's forty five people cousins, here: cousins, uncles, uh, uh, twice Ken's, removed, Ken's wife and son, um, and and I thought you were joking. Because Ken, you're here to talk about your 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 Tourette's, and I'm sure a couple of other things. Um, but you, the first like the first thing that Katie came out of your your mouth was, "I hope you don't mind. I brought my entourage. They also they we all have Tourette's." And I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, like sick boy, of course. Like you you can only be sick to come into the recording studio." I thought that was like the joke. I was like, "Yeah, well, come on up." Um, and then we're here setting up the mics and you know having some issues. And conversation is sort of flowing with all of us here. Um, but then we find out that's a, that's actually true. Yes. You all, you, your wife, and your son all have Tourette's. Yes. Did you give your wife Tourette's? <laughs> is sexually it, transmitted. Did you, people don't realize. <laughs> that's the thing. It, it is sexually yeah. transmitted. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here fo- first, folks. Uh, it comes from the birds and the bees. Um, <laughs> is it, is it, is it uh, genetic? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. It is genetic. So you're related uh, in other ways? Or what's the, no, what, what are so, you getting at, Taylor? Jesus Christ. No, I just mean this is a family the, show. I mean with Nathan. That's funny. But so it, it, let's, let's say, uh, did you guys meet through some sort of like Tourette's base? Yes, yes okay. we did. Okay. Yeah. We met at a, at a Tourette uh, conference, uh, Tourette Canada has a conference, uh, used to be annually and, uh, they haven't had one for a year or two. And, uh, I was speaking there cause I speak across Canada about uh, Tourette syndrome and all the associated disorders. And, uh, I met Julie there and, uh, Nathan is my, actually my stepson, but I call okay. him my son, obviously. Uh, and oh, so, okay. so he got, he got the Tourette's lucky guy from his mom and we just hooked up. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Right. I had okay. no idea that it was genetic. So Ken, you were, you were saying Tourette. 
And I was and saying Jeremy Tourette's. Was saying Tourette's right, yeah. is, it doesn't matter. Okay. Potato, it, potato. It used to, yeah, it used to be Tourette's syndrome, Tourette's, and now people, it, it, it's interchangeable. Oh, is okay. it, tor- oh, because Tourette's syndrome, maybe then the S got, you know, sort of lumped well, in. Well, you know what? Who the, who the fuck is Tourette? Oh. Or, or, or what is a Tourette? It sounds like a, a good breathment. Oh, it, does. it does. It does. Doesn't it? I need a fucking Dude, what was, what was, nasty what was shit. That, I need a Tourette. What was that company? Uh, it's Clor- a, Clorette? No. Uh, the, with the, yeah. Dude, it's, a, it's about a company. The, yeah. The, like the it's mo- like a breath mint company. Yeah. They're called, um, isn't it Clorette? Is that what it is? Uh, that sounds like a, a pretty mm-hmm. woman as well. Clorette. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what is a Tourette? Is, there, is it a, where does the name come from? Gilles de la Tourette, a, a French doctor. Uh, first... Um, documented a case um, in France, I believe, is like the 1830s. Okay, so that's that's where it comes from. Okay, okay. So and, it's, and sorry, go ahead. Tim. No, I was just going to say that it's been a long time since we've been caught that they've classified the syn the syndrome as yes. as, as, some, as something. So it's not it's not it's not it's not new. No, it's been around obviously for a while, but it didn't really uh, become common in North America anyway, uh, until about the 1980s, which is about 1980s. late 1980s, which is about the time when I self-diagnosed myself. Actually, I was in the middle of a diagnosis and I, and the doctor was working towards that. When, when you have all these weird movements and stuff that the doctor looks for the worst case scenarios first. And so I was being tested with all this stuff right. and, and she was working her way towards Tourette's and, and I kind of diagnosed myself maybe a week before she diagnosed me. Right, okay. And how old were you at that time? Late twenty uh, 24-ish. Wow. Oh, shit. So how long How long had, had all this stuff been, like, happening? Oh, my whole life. Your like, whole life. Like, I can, wow. you know, when I reflect, you know, I, I, I was thinking back further and further, and, and I, I think my earliest tick was probably grade one. Okay. I what had was a tick. it? Oh, good question. Uh, actually, I remember... We had when we had to do our neat little printing in those little printing books with the blue lines and the red lines, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and we would have to print. And it was so hard for me when I had to print neatly. I had an urge to throw my right arm out, so I'd be printing with a pencil, and then I would make a great big mark across my page. <laughs> then I have to erase it and continue along with my, oh my nice God. neat letter B, <laughs> and then I would have to do the small letter B, and once again my arm would get thrown off to the side and. And then after that, I, I don't remember anything until about grade six when my teacher w- was standing near my desk and said, stop doing that. And I had no idea what he was talking about. You just didn't even <laughs> oh, realize. No, that that's was, the thing it, with, with having a lot of whoa. these ticks. You don't even know you're doing them. Holy shit. And so even, I take it you didn't have any pen pals <clears throat> at the time? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, that probably yeah. would have been just that sucked. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been really uh, – I've been really curious to talk to somebody about Tourette's because I feel like in pop culture, it's this been, is a bucket list been, episode. Yeah, for us, yeah right? definitely. Yeah. Because well, it's I'm, been, I'm flattered. It's <laughs> been a, uh, I feel like in pop culture, it's been something that has been <laughs> used in comedic, in comedic ways. Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Yeah, exactly. That, like that's the, the big one. It's yeah. the one that sticks out to me. Yeah. And it's, and, and in, and I, I, not to like dive dive on to what you were saying there, but I think I, I have an idea where you're no, you can this. no, just take it from here. It's all good. <clears throat> well, I mean, in uh, that yep. in that since we've been sitting here, the three of you, no one's yelled out like like big tits, you know, like out of nowhere. 
And that's what I'm expecting yeah. when someone says I have the Tourette's. Sensational. <laughs> Is that why Nathan's being that's quiet? That's why over there? he's, he's here, like, my if friend. If I start to speak, I'm just going to be like, ah, pussy talking. Like, oh, Jesus. I don't Christ. know. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's kind of why we, we, I have my entourage here. Right. Uh, because. Um, I'm I'm old now, and I've got all like a lifetime of coping strategies and ways of hiding things and all these things. And Nathan brings them out in me. So we brought oh, what you right. guys missed when we got here, and you sat us down in this room, and then you guys went off to fuck with the coffee machine, yeah. and we're trying to set each other off because <laughs> yeah. you know, oh like when I get in the zone. <laughs> That is awesome. You missed it. You could have filmed it. It would have been hilarious. So, so is there is there um, different forms of Tourette syndrome, or different like is there like oh I have type one Tourette's or I have type two Tourette's or are there, are there, is there different classifications of the disease itself? No, there isn't. But because it's a syndrome, there are so many different parts of it like it's like everyone thinks it's the swearing thing right yeah yeah, yeah. only 10 percent of the people who have Tourette's actually have what the swearing tick which is actually um medically called coprolalia which is coprolalia. latin it's latin for shit mouth <laughs> that's no, nice. flattering that's yeah it makes me feel great knowing that i have I feel, is that what I, you like there'd well, be a sweet I have, tattoo i do a yeah, tattoo in well, script was, across I, my I was, belly coprophilia i was oh, wait, just sorry. coprolalia uh, coprolalia coprophilia would be like Swearing like swearing in my children? mouth while yeah. we're fucking. Oh my god! Like so I was I was asking this. Um, we were just recording with somebody else, and they said, and and Jeremy said, oh, and she asked, oh, do you have any more recordings today? And we said, yeah, we're recording with a guy. He's got Tourette's syndrome, and and then someone said something about swearing, and I went, why is it swearing? Like, why is Ooh. that the manifestation of what you are? Like, is there is there? Do we know why? Yeah. Well, the, well, we don't know for certain because they still haven't really got it figured out because it's so complex. Right. And there's so many different facets to the disorder. But um, I also have ADHD, so I just phased out there for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Who was I? <laughs> Squirrel. Um, <laughs> could you say the question again? Like, do we know why people who, who do swear right. as their manifestation of, or as a manifestation of Tourette's, why is it swearing? Like, why is it, why is it reaching as a, as into a, these yeah, offensive, it, offensive quote unquote? There's an amazing joke by the stand up comedian, Daniel Tosh, where he's like, he says the same thing. He's like, why swearing? How come like, how come you never see someone with Tourette's just blurting out um, uh, compliments where, you know, you're yeah. walking down the street and he's like, lovely I, hair. I like your hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, there are people like that, but I'll get to yes. that in a minute. I'll get to that. In great. A so <laughs> they believe that it has something to do with the auto inhibitory functions of your brain. So like you're sitting in a lecture or a class and it's incredibly boring and you, and you guys, you normies, lucky bastards, <laughs> sit there and you think this is so fucking boring. And I just want to stand up and say, this is so fucking boring, but your brain says probably not a good move. Yeah. Right. right? Whereas we get mentally primed for it. So mental priming is, is something that happens. Like if I was to, uh, if we were to sit in a room with, with red walls, red chairs, red accents, and I say, pick a color your brain has been primed to red. Right. You're thinking okay. it, you're seeing it, right? Right. So you'll see red. Right. Right. So if I say, you, here's a beautiful example uh, that's not language-based. Julie and I move in together. Nice, beautiful house in Oakville. Get that beautiful stainless steel fridge. Shell out two grand for it. It's beautiful. What does Nathan do? What's the one, what's the one thing 
you wouldn't want to do to a brand new stainless steel appliance, nice and shiny and flat. Piss on it. <laughs> Slam it. Yeah, just, just punch pound it. it. Heat the shit out of our brand oh new fridge. God. Why? Because he knew I better not do that. Right. right? So uh, it's auto inhibitory. So right. if Whoa, if if you know you're not supposed like. Um, when I was a kid, we went to church all the time. Yeah, I was going to say church oh my or like God. funerals. It was horrible Yeah, because I, I was lucky enough that I, well, I didn't know I had it, right? I didn't know I had Tourette's at that Wow, age. and no one knew. And no one knew. Which is so I'm cool. holding all this shit in. But um, I know of uh, kids that have gone to uh, like Bible camp. Yeah. <laughs> they have Tourette's and they got kicked out because they ripped up a Bible. Like, yeah. the, like yeah. the thing that you can you really know you should not be doing it primes your brain and you're driven to do it. Wow. So if you want to guarantee a kid is going to misbehave, you say, be good. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or, you know, sit, sit right there. Keep your, don't hit your sister. That's the really good one. When I teach parents, does that, don't hit your sister and they end up smacking their sister. Does that play into how, uh, how people or maybe teachers in schools or somebody should be, should be like, in some way, I don't know, trained might not be the race or, or uh, educated on in, in order to like absolutely, manage, to manage yeah. kids or, 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 or bosses in, in work yeah. settings to, yeah. to better manage people who have, who deal with Tourette's. Yeah. Uh, when, when you're, te- yeah, I call it positive language. So you frame everything. You don't say, uh, stop hitting Sally in a mm. classroom. You'll say, keep your hands to yourself, please. Right. So I, so I'm actually priming them for what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Keep your pencil still, please. Yeah. <clears throat> Facing the front of the class, please. But you, like when I used to teach in the classroom, I used positive language all the time because I had kids who, who, you know, I always ended up getting the miscreants in, in ooh, class ooh. because mm-hmm. I just had a gift for dealing with them and understanding them. And so I would say, okay, everyone, eyes on me, knees under your desk. And I'd give a, a straight at like, you know, uh, eyes on me, facing forward, knees under your desk. Mm. And telling the kids exactly what I want them to do it makes life a lot easier than saying, don't do that, don't do that. Because a yeah. lot of kids don't have, like, especially a, a little ADHD kid who's three years old or eight years old and he's got a hamster running in his head all yeah. the time. And you say, don't do that. Well, he's got no, no better ideas, right? Like, yeah. he yeah. doesn't know what yeah. else to do. So he'll do something else to piss you off. So yeah. you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a teacher, or you're, you said earlier, I think you said you're a vice principal. Yeah. I'm right, a vice okay. principal. Um, in with this mental priming thing in your in your, I guess more so your adult life when you started to be familiar with this, the, you know the the diagnosis of Tourette's. Did you did you ever like avoid going into particular cert- situations because you know it's gonna it's gonna end up with you yelling something or or doing something that you shouldn't? Absolutely, um, like it's really weird because when I was a kid, when I was younger. I still had ADHD and I was, I was like really charismatic at president of students council. And, and I was, I was always front row center. Mm-hmm. And then, um, things started sliding for me when I was like, cause I was a late bloomer. And, and so my Tourette's got worse, uh, end of high school through university. And I'm not sure if it's because I was a late bloomer and just that's where my neurology was in terms of development, because statistically my, development um of my symptoms was later than the norm okay. but i don't know if that was maybe uh because stress exacerbates tourette's and tics and stress and adhd and ocd and all those things mm-hmm. all of which i have um and uh so i it might have been the performance stressors of having to achieve marks in university and all right. those late nights of cramming and having mm-hmm. to read 235 pages of something before for the next um uh 
lecture. Yeah. When, so, when so. these when these takes started when the when it started to slip, um, yeah. and and you were like sort of downgrading, what what ticks were starting to develop that you you noticed that were never really there before? Oh, I, I was uh, like like you can't like seeing me now you can't imagine it, but I remember being in uh, almost falling out of my desk in in grade thirteen back then we had grade thirteen in Ontario almost falling out of my desk I was twitching so violently like I wow. had a head tick and shoulder tick and like my neck is a, a rack now from decades of having a really wicked head whip yeah. so you were, so you're, you were you're, saying you're, like you were saying that you didn't get formally diagnosed until you were like in your early 20s though so so what how, did people think you were was yeah. going on or what did you think was going on yeah nervous just uh, like, well, well, that's old ken just dancing say? away nerves well here's the thing like i was really fortunate as a kid like I, I grew up in a small community in northern ontario and my parents were active in the community so our family was known popular liked so you know when you're when you're um when you're fortunate like that and you have these little weird things little um uh what could i call them Help me here. This is like odd, like, uh, like yeah, quirks. Yeah. Quirks, yeah, 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 you know, oh, it's a quirk. Yeah. Um, so people didn't really think much of it, you know, like you know, I was president of Students Council. I had all these, I think, very sm- much smaller things, and we just call them nerves, mm. right? Um, and then, um, uh, like I say, like, you know, I was fortunate, but if I had been, you know, you've got, you. it's like uh, when you've got people... Uh, uh, doing really stupid things, but uh, they're an artist and they're well known. They're famous and they're rich. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's yeah, brilliant. Right, right. But uh, but if you if you're the town drunk doing it, yeah, it's seen totally different. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So I was just just circumstance. I was lucky that I got by with all these little quirks. Um, right. So like instead know, of like, hey, that's that's Ken. Let's bully him. Yeah. What it's a like, freak. It's yeah. like, hey, that's quirky yeah. Ken. Like he's you yeah, know that's just Ken. Such okay. A, okay. Carry on. He's such a great guy. Yeah. You know, he's always doing so well in school, and he's really charismatic. But he's a little bit quirky. Yeah. Right? yeah. Did you have a, exactly. Did you have a nickname it. or anything? Or the, like, did you have a like? Ah, that's Twitch. It's Twitch. No, no? I didn't actually. That's that's <laughs> did missed opportunity. <laughs> you, you mentioned you mentioned that you uh, that you mentioned that like yo, I had this wicked tick that I, my neck's a mess because of this tick I had. Like over the years through being a kid and through college and, you know, up until like now, do your ticks come and go? Like you, they, they, you, you develop some and then they, and then they leave at some point. Like you develop different ones and new ones. Have you read this up? No, not at all. I'm not just, I'm assuming because you're referring just in the way that you referred to something in the past tense that it doesn't seem like you have anymore in terms, just in the phrasing that you used. So is that how it goes? You guys, um, they, uh, Tourette, symptoms wax and wane meaning they come and they go yeah so you could have a tick for any amount of time and then it could go away and it might not ever come back but it might come back Hmm. or something else might take its place and so on the physical side of things is there any is there any understanding or much understanding of why of why you know like you said it had to do with the brain the the inhibitor the the neuro the the, the neuro inhibitor that you mentioned in terms of the language but for the physical part like you know throwing your throwing your hand off the page when you're writing, you know, is there any understanding of why you, why one tick develops? Is there? Yeah, it's usually usually a very common action that gets repeated and it gets ingrained, like the whole pathway gets ingrained and your body, the more you do it, the more ingrained it becomes, like those pathways get 
enhanced and then it becomes a tick and hmm. then it doesn't go away. Interesting. It's like you get addicted to it or something. Yeah, it's almost yeah. it's almost reminding me of like the way that a song gets stuck in your head. Yeah. And like that's and you can't like get rid of yeah. it, but then like all of a sudden, like out of nowhere before you for whatever reason, it's not stuck in your head anymore. So people can't, you know, or it's a podcast, people can't see you. You're here. Um, you're just to paint the picture for people. When you came in, when I saw you, I, I almost immediately noticed your you've got like a sort of a wrist hand tick, like you're sort of flicking the wrist and like fingers are kind of twitching every once in a while. But other than that, it's not. Uh, That's because I channel it like I, that yeah. over years and years. I learned to redirect my ticks. Mm. Um, and uh, like I, I was saying uh, to some friends of mine, it, it's actually at this point for me easier to suppress my ticks than to let them out because to let them out burns a ton of energy yeah. and I just redirect them like this or like the, you know, like I do smaller stuff, but I can do it constantly. Uh, but stuff like that, you know, if I'm in a meeting or presenting or something and I have a small hand tick, people will notice, but it, it's not distracting. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's so subtle. I kind of get yeah. away with it. Are you still susceptible to like, so if I said right now, like, okay, Ken, we, I really need you to not swear out loud on the, on the podcast or like have a tick like that. Yeah. Brian, are nice you trying? Try. To, are yeah. you trying? Yeah, nice try, Brian. <laughs> Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian just got a little piece of information. Now he's using it again. Wait, but, I'm going to prime him. But is it, yeah. Like, but does priming Bastard. like that, does, does priming like that work? Um, yeah, it, it not on, on me, but uh, it does. <laughs> right. You got to remember, like I've been. Poor Nathan's over here just being like, oh god, oh, god. <laughs> stop it! Don't say we're that. Trying to, we're trying that's the thing too. Like when I'm, um, like I was, I, I played university sports, and I was, and and I didn't have ticks. Like when I'm really focused on something, mm-hmm. the ticks kind of disappear because um, I'm. I don't actually. I don't know why, but I just focus. Like when I'm in in front of a class. And I have coprolalia. I didn't swear, mm-hmm. uh, but I. But there are people who absolutely, like adults like me, who absolutely can't help it. Like I can, you could prime them easily. Right. But with me, I, and I've been doing it for twenty some years now. Twenty four years I've been in, in education, and and it just become like I just got so good at it. Uh, I, I find that sport know. piece really interesting because I've always looked at sport as like a form of, <laughs> of a form of meditation. Absolutely. And, um, when I'm, I think of meditation personally in in the sense that like, (laughs) if I'm a hundred percent focused on what I'm doing to the point where I lose track of time and time starts to fly by and I, I I lose that kind of concept, um, then I'm a hundred percent involved in what I'm doing. And sport for me is, is that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I could understand how that form of like meditation would prevent you from or deter you from having ticks like that. Is well, that because kind of like, well, because like, that's, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Cause even if you don't, even if you don't classify it as meditation, it's usually sport, especially if you're really zoned into it is, is a form of meditation because you are involving yourself in one thing and, and clearing you're making, your mind and you're making yeah. no room for anything else. So it's the way that med- you know, a reason why meditation is great for, you know, a ton of different stuff is because you don't make, there's no room if you're directing your mind in one direction on one thing or one idea, there's no room for de- the depression or the thoughts of of the tick that sends you someplace. Like your, I feel like your your brain is completely occupied with that thing, and yes. that's the objective is to complete become completely engrossed a hundred percent in that thing, and then there's no room for anything else. But the weird thing is, like, if I'm reading a book, mm. I tick like crazy. Oh yeah, interesting. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not exactly sure why, but I just. 
just relaxed and I sort of let it out. Or if I'm watching TV, hmm. you know, something, I guess it's something mindless, right? That you're mm. not yeah. really, it's not active. Do right, you find right. it hard to read? Or like if you're constantly twitching, like I feel like my eyes would be like, oh, fuck, I can't, fuck. I have letters. <laughs> they, you know, in my job, they just keep buying me books to, to read, and I just, yeah. I just keep putting just them on the shelf. Put them away. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I have. I have phases, or or uh, where kind of like the waxing and waning, where I can read. Right. Okay. Uh, but uh, as I get older, it's getting harder for me to, to do that. Just audio books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah, Love so them. Great thing. Yeah. I, it, it, coming back to what we were talking about about like setting these, almost creating these ticks by by getting into the habit of doing it um like you, you you start it and then and then it you do it again and you do it again to the point where your body just starts to naturally do it i i i wonder if 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 it's if it's possible to for so a normie like myself to like develop a legitimate tick by doing something oh yeah so much over and over Absolutely. and over again that it like becomes a like cough dude, well, different from a cough, right? Dude, I, I mean, have one. sort of like a cough. Yeah, you've kind of got one. I do this all the, all time. the time. I crack my right, I crack my wrists and I do this motion hundreds of times a day. Yeah. Now, is that Tourette syndrome? No. No. Or is that it's, you it's, just... It could be, um, what's it called? Um, it's... Just yeah. a tick, yeah. Because I'm... Well, I'm yeah, because you can have... There is something called tick disorder, which is Ooh. different from Tourette. Yeah. I mean, you have a physical tick and yeah. and they come and go or, you know, you see some people who have that, the, yeah. the, yeah, the little wink, the wink yeah. tick or the facial, it's called the facial grimace mm. where, you know, you do something with your face yeah. and, and, you know, you look at someone, that's a funny, yeah, you know, that's like a some, funny face. Like some people like blink really, nervous twitch, like blink right? really, uh, really. Do you guys deeply? remember Cheers? And yeah. what was her Diane? Had, whenever she got really freaked out, she had an eye tick. Well, eye twitch. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I guess what 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 because that's a tick. That's a tick that I definitely have, and it's out of habit. You know, like cracking my fingers. Sure. Yeah. Like I crack my fingers all the time, um, or crack my knuckles. I, what is what? What separates what separates Tourette's from something like a like a tick disorder where where you have the habit of doing whatever it might be? Uh, Tourette syndrome has it's got a physical tick, but it's also got a vocal tick. Mm-hmm. Right, and a vocal tick could be like the swearing. Yeah, right. Uh, it could be echolalia, which is repeating uh, other people's words. Oh, wow. so people hate that. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People just that. like that, right? So and annoying. so, can you imagine being a teacher with a kid who does that? Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I, I knew this <laughs> to the principal's <laughs> office. Yeah. I knew no. this, uh, exactly. And then you just start doing at them. Yeah, like, you, yeah. They, they come to you. You're oh, the principal, I, and then you're, like, that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna get you, kid. Like, let's I do knew. It. Uh, I knew this girl who English wasn't her first language, and I always felt like she was trying to like practice her English when I was talking to her. But she would just be like trying to finish my sentences all the time, or like slowly <laughs> repeating back everything I would say. It's like those weird twins, I know. That's what I, was thinking. I mean, I don't mean to call them weird I twins. Them I weird. think they have a, a they they have there's something, something going on there. But yes, um, much so. these two t- identical twins, and they 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 finish each other's sentences. No, they don't finish each other's sentences. They speak, they speak at, the at the same time. time. So, so when, when they, they sit down, down and talk to people, people, they talk, they talk pretty much, much in unison. It's like very annoying. Oh, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, in, in addition to echolalia, you've got palalalia, which is repeating parts of words, or, or um, you could repeat words over again, and, or parts of the words. So, like, um, 
uh, one of the one of my texts, right? If I'm saying uh, garbage for for whatever reason in my vocabulary, oh, take out the garbage. Nathan and Julie are laughing over here because I'll say take out the garbage, bitch, 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 bitch. So it turns into it my copper lalia. So I'll say part of it or. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other Wait, examples. did you just, did you, when yeah, you was just that, did you, that there? Was that real? You, yeah. Were you that demoing was, that? I let it go. I let that one go. Oh, that, yeah. was, for, that, was, that was for real. That yeah. wasn't an example. I, I don't think okay. I can say that word without turning it into the word bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for Holy sure. Because I've been doing it for so long. I just, ah, okay, whatever. Because like, like, it, it sounded like you were just like, here, let me come up with an example and and uh, <laughs> pretend like this is what, but it is actually, that's that's it happening. That was it. Crazy, because you'd never know and. And, and so with yeah. crazy, yeah. So, so and the sounds. There's always a sensory part to it. Like just with mm. uh, like a, a a physical tick. There's something called a premonitory urge, where it's kind of like you have a discomfort. Mm-hmm. And so like like right, that that was real, right? Ooh. As soon as I started thinking about my shoulder, your shoulder yeah, you rolled then, your shoulder. Yeah, there, like there was a feeling there, and now I have to I have to move. Right. So and uh, so with. The vocal tics, there is a sense too. Like so, I find, and I've I've known hundreds of people with Tourette's, and vocal tics tend to have um, a hard sound to them, like f- f- k- g- b- b. There's a yeah. feeling associated in the mouth. That's Man. why fuck yeah, it feels, feels so, so good. good because yeah. it's got the foot and the cut in there. Absolutely, And you think it feels good when you say it? Yeah. Come on, try having Tourette. Yeah. yeah. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts i understand that living with Tourette's, like it obviously poses its certain challenges no you don't okay. that was odd okay that's so, oppositional defiance go on okay i can't <laughs> wait to hear about that but the so i'm just wondering though because like you say you say you say garbage and then you end up saying bitch and your family they just kind of like accept that and yeah. nobody really acknowledges it i guess but is it is it like a a really shitty thing to live live with, or is it just kind of like has its funny moments <laughs> from time to time? Like, you know um, what I mean, because like, is it really? It's right. definitely got its ups and downs, right? Because yeah. it seems and, really and jovial and the way right. we're portraying it, right. but and, I'm sure and it I think has that, to have I, I think most people who hardships. don't live with it just kind of look at it and go, "Oh man, like that that w- would." You know, maybe suck saying that stuff from time to time, but for the most part, it's pretty funny to the dark to, side. We got to talk to about watch. the dark side. Yeah, and that's what I want to. That's what I'm curious yeah, about. Like, yeah. Before what we makes get it- before we get into it, this is something that that it, you guys can't really notice, and I am noticing it right now. But and I didn't jump in on it because I wanted it to exist the whole time you were talking. The people listening right now for the last like thirty seconds, forty seconds, the entire time you were speaking, which I didn't hear a fucking word you said. Was I tapping? You were tapping it so hard and so constantly, oh, and it's amazing. It was this amazing thing where I go, I, I can, 
You can hear if my I'm tick. A, if I'm if I'm listening to this, I can hear your physical twitch, your 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 tick. You were just just like constant pounding on the mic, and I was going, "Sorry, I don't guys. know what Brian's saying, but Brian, I'm sure that question was great." Yeah, so I was just asking what I was basically asking if anybody missed that. Yeah, was they that, might have because like, they very like, well might what, have. What is the okay. dark side to it? If if there is a dark side, yeah, to there's it. a very dark side. Like yeah. I joke when I do my presentations, especially to parents, and I'll say, you know, like I. My life goal is to make Tourette's look so good that all of you normies start taking meds to be more like me, and then I don't have to take any right. <laughs> to be like you, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, but um, like that. This is why I speak, you know, internationally because um, I've got it all figured out. But I mean, uh, there was a time like when I was uh, around, just around my diagnosis time. Before diagnosis, I'd been kicked out of a damn good university. Because of your Tourette's? No, because, well, yeah, I, I, for me, yeah, they didn't know I had Tourette's. I didn't know I had Tourette's, oh, but, right. but my academic point. achievement right. was just bombing. Right. You know, I went from straight A's to tanking and I got kicked out of university and, uh, and I was a wreck and Ooh. all this other, like the, all the stuff that you don't see about Tourette mm-hmm. going on in my head. And I remember sitting at the table one dark winter night in Sudbury <laughs> and my mom's saying, you know, we need to see a doctor, like something's going on. And my mm-hmm. mom says she always knew something was up, but you know, she had limited education, limited back. She had no background on this. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a, like, I had a plan to end it. Oh, like wow. all I had to do was get drunk enough and cause I had, uh, my tics were so profound at that time. I had really poor control of my body, and I was a, a, a highly skilled athlete. And I, you had a tick where I like my legs would move so much that I'd be pounding myself in the thighs to stop. Wow! You know, and I was ready to end my life. Like I was just, I was a wreck. How did you it, recover from that? How did you get out of that? Well. And I was thinking about that because I was like, okay, why didn't I end it? Yeah. And every time I, I, I was fortunate, I had tons of friends. Every time I got drunk, I was never alone. So I, I think it was just luck of the draw that I was never alone because I had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've seen a lot of people in that boat where, you know, you, it's um, not just like, okay, you know, the, all these ticks and you have no control over them mm-hmm. and you do them past pain. Like I've seen like myself, but Nathan, like he has, has a neck tick as well and he's crying. He's telling me it's just burning because he's got this neck tick and he's just shredding his neck muscles and he still can't stop and he's crying, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I remember being in that state when I was younger too, where you just can't stop and it hurts. Like I, a couple of years ago, I dislocated my elbow skiing and I developed a, a tick where, where I was whipping my elbow out all the time Jesus, and it hurt like hell. Yeah, it did. You know, and I just keep whipping it out like this and it was killing me. I've never had that thought about like the physical toll on, yeah. on like that repetition, especially if you get to the point and it went away where it's, where it hurts and you started to damage something, but you can't, I've never even considered that. And I'm kind of, I'm really glad that we went, that, that you brought it there, Bri, because like, you know, obviously, I, we love to have, joke around and have, oh, yeah. and have a lot of fun. I'm the guy to do that. Yeah, Tourette's, but you can't do that to most people who have Tourette's. Right. Well, that's what I was thinking too. Like we were while we were sitting here doing this, it, in my head, I was going, "It can't be yeah. 
that it can't be all of it. It like, can't be that oh, fun. Cool. I want some yeah. too. It can't right? be that yeah. fun and no. funny. Like, and I guess it's easy to, to for it to be humorous and funny as a family. I mean, there's something fucking funny about that anyway. Like a fa- I, we all Dude, have there could be. You guys, two you guys other boys, they don't have it. Okay, they don't have it. All right. And are they just dri- driven mad by the three of you, or or do they kind of uh, not as much anymore? Like my 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 guys don't even notice, right? Like and because when I was in university and stuff, living with all those people that you live with, and, you know. Uh, and I remember a few times apologizing to my, my roommates and they're saying, what? Like, you know, after a while you don't even notice it. They just it. don't even see it. Yeah. yeah you don't right. even see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so uh, coming back to what I was, my point there was like, it, it seems like it would be easy to find humor in it as, as a, a family unit. And, and, but also hearing, you know, hearing you talking about the pain, Nathan, that mm-hmm. your, your neck is going through or, or talking about, um, how deep and dark it was with with you when you were younger, especially and, not and, knowing. And people are laughing at it, right? Like, exactly. oh my, oh my god, I had a Tourette moment. You know, like <laughs> I'm okay. It kind of still kind of pisses me off sometimes when I hear or I see something on on mm-hmm. the internet, uh, someone joking about Tourette's, and you know, it's not like that for most people. Yeah. It's not a joke, and no. it's not, and it it's it's it, you know, like when I was first diagnosed, that was the time <laughs> when um, all of the the four o'clock talk shows, uh, like Springer and yeah, yeah, Maury, Maury, Maury and all those guys, like the really quality they, stuff. Yeah, the really <laughs> yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Ricky Lake. That <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, they had people who had Tourette's on the show. But if you want ratings, you want to get those really sensationalist, the barking and mooing and yeah. Yeah. and meowing, and you want those people on the show. And that's what was happening about the time I was diagnosed. Right. And I thought, there's no fucking way I have that disorder. Like, don't right. throw me into that pile. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was in denial for years. Which Ooh. is wild that the pop culture is is basically portraying this version yeah. of the thing that you have. But it's such an ex- it's like, you know, for the reason of like, let's get ratings like this person's doing all yeah. this like wild well, stuff. I guess we really fucked up having you on then. Like we should have got somebody who, <laughs> who barked or booed yeah. or something. Yeah, I could I could Yeah, I just looked through my Rolodex. So I got tons yeah. of people I could connect you with. Well, speaking about like pop, cult, pop culture, um, the Deuce Bigelow male jiggler, like that's the that's, that's like the one that yeah. sticks, uh, sticks yeah, out for me. And I'm still not sure how I feel about that one. But have you seen um, South Park? Yes, I the love golden that ticket. Yeah, I love that. Love one. it. Okay. That one, I just roar when I see that one. I haven't you, seen so that. a movie just recently came out, and it's a it's a foreign film, and it oh, yeah, might from be India. Up, uh, no, no, it's called The Square, and it's okay. a. Um, I believe he's a. I believe he's a Swedish filmmaker. Anyway, uh, it's a, it's a film about a museum. Uh, it's a beautiful film, uh, amazingly well done. But it, there was a scene in it where. Um, there's this artist, a uh, very like prominent artist, who's going to have his work um, exhibited in this very famous museum uh, over in Europe, and they're doing like a Q and A, a panel with with the artist and and this like sort of celebrity speaker, and it, it's such an interesting scene because it it doesn't really say much, it doesn't really add much to the story, which this director is known for these scenes. Um, and it, I think it's what makes his work so good. But what happens in the scene is there's this, you know, it's a museum. It's very hoity-toity. Everyone's, it's very quiet, very hush-hush, very, um, very proper, very like rich. And people are listening to this interview. And in the audience, this gentleman just starts barking like 
really inappropriate stuff, particularly about sexually about the female host of this, like this presentation. And it was really, it was the first time I had ever seen Tourette's portrayed in media where it wasn't taking the comedic route. And it, it actually like made me feel really empathetic for the person who was yelling these things because the, you know, the way they said it is like he starts yelling the stuff and people are in the audience are, are really uncomfortable. Clearly he has Tourette's, but then some people start getting really annoyed by it and they start, you know, like hammering down on them. And, and then the, the artist is like trying to chime in and be like everyone to like, just, you know, stay calm, whatever. Are there, are there, the reason I bring this up is I'm wondering if you've come across Tourette's in, <clears throat> in pop culture, in media where you feel like, um, yeah, this this is this really speaks to me as someone who lives with Tourette's syndrome, um, or I feel like this would really speak to the community as a whole. Yeah, the movie Nicolas Cage did. I was that was the last actor I thought you would ever say he, has he anything did, to do with what, what it, you're about to was talk it, about. Uh, Nick Cage. Yeah, no, he he did a movie where he had Tourette's, and I thought he did a really good job of it. Oh, yeah. is that adaptation? He doesn't have Tourette's. No. I don't think he had Tourette's. No, I mean, Cage just the, the person that remember. the character is, his character had Tourette. I can't remember. The fire, have the to Google fiery it. biker guy? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Ghost yeah. Rider. Ghost Rider. No, right. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ghost Rider. For some reason, the matchstick <clears throat> man is coming to mind, but I don't know if that's it. So he, he, he portrayed. He portrayed someone who had Tourette, <laughs> and I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Right. And what was his like? What Max was Stickman. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was okay. okay. Yeah. You got it. And what Nailed was his it. like? What was his, uh, his. Well, just the way he, he, uh, the ticks that he did seemed realistic because yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard to fake. Yeah. Um, case in point, if, uh, like we're telling Nathan, oh, Nathan, remember when you did this tick and remember when you did, the, and we're trying to warm him up for today. And I remember being in the doctor's office as a kid. And my mom's saying to the doctor, he does these movements. And the doctor said, well, what do you do? And I'm, I don't know. I guess I do this. Like you can't right. fake it. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's spontaneous. Right. So, um, so he did a really good job of that. And uh, he also, in the movie, they addressed his obsessive compulsive disorder and his um, crippling anxiety and panic attacks. Ooh. And it was, I saw that and, and I, I was moved to tears. I thought, shit, he did a really good job of this. Well, let's like, let's um, go into, you mentioned at the very start, like, oh, uh, Tourette's and then all of this other stuff that kind of goes with it. And you mentioned obsessive compulsive disorder. You mentioned a couple other things, ADHD, like, like, do you need, do you need to Opposition list? Defiance need, disorder. Right. Which you said was when Brian said something and you said, no, you're not. Or no, <laughs> no you, you don't. <laughs> so what is, is there like a, do you have like a laundry list of things that are, oh, I don't yeah. know, would that be Lots comorbid? Comorbid. Yes, exactly. Uh, so the comorbid disorders, uh, and there are, I mean, there's a long list, but typically, uh, for a diagnosis of Tourette syndrome, you have to have a vocal tick, um, some kind of, <clears throat> you don't have to have the physical tick, but almost always uh, you have to have both motor and vocal tics as well as uh, either ADHD or OCD or both. Huh. Uh, but you also see oppositional defiance disorder. You could have learning disabilities. Uh, you could have um, 
Oh, geez. I should have my presentation here with all my slides. Uh, I've got a long list, like <laughs> two like slides worth of, of stuff. all the other stuff, nonverbal learning disabilities. What are the ones can, that, that have affected you the, the most in your, in your life so far? The ADHD and the OCD. Like, the, what does the OCD present like? Because we've never actually had someone Yeah, I on, checked through your, yeah. your talk about OCD. And, and, uh, and we've had a number of people who have applied, but we just haven't had the opportunity to speak yeah. to someone. Um, and from, again, I feel like it's one of those things where there's the stereotypical, oh, I, I don't go outside unless there's like three red cars go by in consecutive yeah. order. Um, but I feel like it's probably more and, to and it than that. Like Tourette's, that's something that people kind of trip. Oh, I'm just so OCD yeah, right now. Right. You know? It's like, like yeah. a throwaway. It, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> obsessive. Com- the, so you, you do have the neat freaks, um, you know, people who line things up. People who like cleanliness, cleanliness, like, and that can be debilitating. I've known yeah. people who, yeah. who yeah. stuck yeah. in the washroom, washing his hands com- obsessively crying because he can't stop. And, it, and I've seen people with their hands bleeding because they wash Ugh. them yeah. so often. And it's gotta be really hot water. Cause it's gotta kill those germs. Yeah. Lots and lots of soap and it burns in the cuts and, and they're just tortured by it. Like OCD is a torture. Yeah. Like you can have, you know, small amounts, you can have obsessive compulsive behaviors, but they don't, they're not debilitating. Right. They don't disorder you. Mm-hmm. Um, how did it pronounce? How did it, uh, 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 uh how did it manifest? manifest? How, yeah. did it manifest how did it manifest in you? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Mostly with me, it's thoughts. Like I, 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 I can be really neat. Like I joke that my baggage is a really nice mellow blend of ADHD and OCD because I can, I'm not terribly anal, but I'm, I'm very organized. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in my profession, you know, organization is pretty important and you have to organize other little people. So I was, I was very organized, but my ADHD every once in a while I'd kick and say, fuck it. And then I'd just, you know, right. I'd, I'd be on a roll for obsessive compulsively organizing or planning or whatever. And then I just, fuck it. And whereas people who are uh, far on the other side and they're mostly ADHD, they're unorganized, they're mm-hmm. scattered, you know, thought processes break off and go right and left. And I have just enough OCD that I, I kind of reel myself in. Right. Uh, every once in a while, though, I let myself go either way. <laughs> you know, it's like well, you've, got a, you've got a good like pH balance. Like you're not too <laughs> basic and you're not too acidic. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 that's why I joke, you know, make it look good yeah <laughs> uh, ken what uh what do you what do you think is the most or do you have like a most embarrassing moment uh moment with threats i have we talked about this in the car uh i have some embarrassing ones and i and i decided you know I'll, i'm not going to talk about the most embarrassing one i don't think i can do that maybe the second most embarrassing one i don't know I don't know. I feel like the listeners want to hear the most embarrassing. <laughs> they do. Yeah. I, I can't. It's a legal thing. Damn. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. Which, if it is a legal thing, then we don't. <laughs> I have to think don't. about that. Like we talked about. What about funniest? Do you have a funniest moment? Funniest moment? Oh my god! To pick one um, for myself, other than than when people, whenever I'm. 
Yeah, when we're at the dinner table, like we, when, when Julie, she's a nurse and so she works some nights and so it's just me and the boys around the table and we laugh about the shit we talk about, the stuff that gets said at our dinner table. Like, mm. like my, my brother and his wife, they have this, you know, this nice sign in their, their house that says, just remember, as far as anyone knows, we're a nice, normal family. Like, I can't get away with that. Like, yeah. I know, like people yeah. know we're pretty messed up <laughs> yeah. family, right? Uh, but, but it's normal to us. Right. So mm-hmm. like when things are really fucked up, we say that's normal in our house. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Let me think about has that. It, has it anything gotten you in, in real sort of like immediate kind of trouble, you know, like trouble is in like a, a situation where something comes out of your mouth that you really don't mean. And it's just a fucking awful place and point to say it. Yeah. Put that mic right up. I mean, um, I think, with having Tourette's, it does sometimes. You can sometimes get out of it, but like at the same time, you, <laughs> yeah, I have Tourette's. You, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. a no. Sorry, golden ticket. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. You can get out of a lot of stuff, but at the same time, it's you, some things you do say you can't really take back. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, and like especially in today's climate of of oh, it's a sensitive uh, climate. It, it, it is a sensitive climate, and and words are. Um, Words can, well, words, depending words, on who you are, words, words can are really take you down. If you're yeah. Donald Trump, words can really take you up. Like if I looked at Taylor and I was like, I hate, I fucking hate that mole on your face or something, now that you have one. but yeah, I was like, do I'm I just, have a mole? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. You do have uh, this like skin tag thing. What, I know. What is that? What is that? Grew out of nowhere. I don't know what. what Dude, I, wasn't re- I wasn't referring to that. I wasn't referring I wasn't referring to that, so don't be self-conscious. But like I'm just saying, for example. I hate myself now. If I was like. If I said something where it was like directly offensive to a specific thing about, thing about you, then it's kind of hard to take that back or even apologize for it. Like you know, yeah. Tourette's being the source of that. Well, or, I mean, I'm assuming Nathan, you might might have had one of the one of these moments, or maybe more than one, where you've said something yeah. that it just it just didn't. Should I say it? Like, like yeah. okay, sure. Um, I've said blurted out the n-word in the middle of class before. See, that's what i'm like that's what i'm so, thinking yeah. of. Yeah. that's a big one for people who yeah. have tourette is the n-word yeah. or the c-word yeah like those like you see people I joke say cunt about all the time yeah, okay uh, I, you yeah. know I, I do truly love that word and i know there's going to be people listening uh that do not agree with me but i just that is just such that a was actually the one word that we were like word we were like when we started this podcast we were like let's try to make sure we never say that <laughs> and and we should we should never we should leave it out let's not say it anymore I'm not trying to prime you. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> say cunt all you want. Nathan <laughs> bows his head. Cunt, He's cunt, like, cunt, oh, cunt. crap. Um, oh, my God. Uh, so when this happened to you, um, is that – yes, there's some things that you, can, you can't really say and, and get away with or like blame it on your – or get away with by, by going, I'm sorry, I had Tourette's. But you do. And so in that moment, was it like I'm sure whoever was in that room was shocked – um, but was there, was there fallout from that? Uh, yeah, you get a lot of dirty looks after, if you say Ooh. something like that, you mm-hmm. get a lot of shit from people yeah. and you kind of have to deal with it and just like keep apologizing to make it something, you're never going to make it completely better, but like you're going to have to, mm. uh, try to make it somewhat better. Ooh. Cause I something, feel like ooh. something that I taught Nathan to do because he has, so when you're asking me, is there anything that got me in trouble? Not really, because I was very fortunate that my um, Tourette's weren't of that 
ilk. You know, like yeah. I, I didn't get myself into trouble and, and I was pretty right. good at getting, you know, at, at managing it. But when, when Nathan was young, he, uh, he called us like all sorts of names. Yeah. Like he had a, uh, a fucking bitch asshole tick. Yeah. Right. Uh, in grade three, eight years old, fucking wow. bitch asshole. Sweet. Actually it's on YouTube. You can see it. Really? Yeah. Um, it's called, uh, the first day. So you type in the first day Tourette's. Uh, chances are a picture of a little boy in the backseat of a car comes up. Uh, it was a video that was done of us by Tourette Canada. Uh, so that, uh, and he, he, you hear his fucking bitch asshole tick, <laughs> but he, so he would call his mom a fucking bitch all the time. And so we taught him, dude, um, I totally get it. I understand it. You, I, but you need to realize that, you know, mom knows it's a tick or mm. with me. And we talked about this in the car. He had, he, he called me a fucking pedophile, which is like, how does an oh, eight year old know holy the shit. worst thing you can call a male teacher yeah. oh, is yeah. a fucking pedophile, yeah. right? Like the first time he's, he, I mean, yelling that at your stepdad in public. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. You know, I, like, I can't imagine going through customs, like how sweaty my palms would be. <laughs> oh you know, my God. Just talking about, it, I just felt this, this heat just <laughs> wave. Yeah. I came to visit you at your house with him. Oh, that's and it right. It was yeah. his first visit, and he melted down on the way out and called him a fucking pedophile. Oh, my God. Oh. Whoa. And that's first impressions, right? So, what Jeez. we taught him was like, I, I totally get, and I can't say, don't say that. Right. Because the moment I do, then I've condemned him to a life of saying it. Yeah. So, what we taught him was okay, dude, when, when you say stuff like that to people, and they know you have Tourette's after a while, it still hurts. Yeah. You know, like if I'm making dinner and you're running around me, calling me a fucking pedophile, like I, it hurts after a while and it makes Ooh. me sad. Maybe it makes me mad. So you have to apologize, not for having Tourette's, not for having that tick, but you have to apologize for how you made that person feel. Yeah. Be and so we taught him that way because like, I, like how do you rewire a kid not to do something who has an auto inhibitory dysfunction. Yeah. Right. So, so he learned, so he could say it, but here's the really cool thing. When you know it's okay to do it, you, you no longer have to do, do it. it. Yeah. It becomes less desirable. Yeah. Like there's a story that yeah. I tell people when, when, when I was first just starting on my journey about learning about Tourette's, I went to uh, listen to uh, a Tourette speaker and it was in a church basement <clears throat> so I got there. I love churches, right? And I got there early, but it was a basement, so it was okay. It wasn't so it wasn't so stressful. <laughs> and I got there early, obsessively early, I might add, uh, because of my OCD. Got to get there nice and early. And the other thing is, I can't sit at the front of a group of people because as soon as I'm up there, and I know people are can see me, then I need to tick. Yeah, your and all ticks, my your because like, I'm being primed. Your right? ticks going. We're front and center, baby. Yeah. Everyone can see me. Let shit, I, yeah. I better not. Ah, oh, shit, I'm doing it, right? So <laughs> I always sit at the back of, of any kind of a gathering. So I sat at the back, and I'm feeling really good with myself. I got here early. I'm chilling. I'm all totally relaxed. No ticks. And the place starts filling up. And the, it fills up a little more. Speaker starts speaking. He's up at the front talking. And some asshole ducks in through the door late. Right. And he comes in and he sits at the back and the chairs aren't aren't uh, aren't set in their place. They're, they're free chairs. Mm -hmm. So he, he moves it back about two feet. Right. So he's sitting in the back row and he moves his chair back two feet. 
And in my head with my OCD, I'm thinking that fucking asshole came in late. Dick comes in late, sits at the back, moves his chair back. Now he can see me tick. And I, I start getting wound up. Right. And I'm, I'm ticking now. And like my neck is going and my wrist and my oh, arm. No. And, and I'm really getting fucked up. And then I realize, wait a minute. Came late. Probably has ADHD and poor time management. Sits at the back. Getting behind moves you. his chair yeah. back so nobody can see him tick. And right away I realize he's got Tourette's. And right away, no. boom, gone. Your, no your, ticks. your tick's gone. I'm just totally relaxed again. It's like, wow. Wow. So I from that I learned perception is everything, right? Because yeah. stress makes ticks worse. So I totally rewrap situations. Like coming here today, like I I I, I started to obsess a little bit. Like we spoke on Monday, right? Yeah. And Tuesday, I'm starting to obsess a little bit. And I think, okay, I, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. I want to talk. And yeah. I start making my OCD lists of what things I want to talk about, right? And then my ADHD kicks in and says, fuck it. And, and just totally rewrapping like, okay, you know what? Um, I've listened to your podcast. I've listened to most of your podcasts. And it's kind of like a room full of squirrels sometimes, right? Nope. Like, fuck it's yeah. it's all over the place. Me? And I'm thinking, yeah. this, this is home for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, I totally rewrap, like, okay, this is, this is my big chance, right? Like, uh-huh. I can talk about everything that I ever wanted to tell the world about Tourette's. But no, I'm not going to, I'm going to totally rewrap that. I'm not going to come in with stress. I'm going to joke about it, try to set each other off before yeah. you guys even get in, right, you know, right. like, yeah. I don't want to be seen as a fraud, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so it, what, well, it, just on that note, like, is there anything else in particular that you were like, I really want to tell the guys about this? Uh, I want to talk about the dark side because, um, you know, people joke about it so much. And I've seen, especially mm-hmm. with kids and the, the torment that they go through, not only uh, torment of other kids, but personal torment, because the OCD is crippling. Yeah. Like people don't realize when we talk about OCD, it's, it's terrible, terrible <clears throat> thoughts go through your head. Like, like when I was a kid, like I've never told anyone this. I don't know if I told you when I was a kid, like grew up in Northern Ontario, house full of hunting rifles. Ooh. Oh, right? shit. And I had obsessions in my head about shooting my brothers. Ooh. Sorry, mom. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had that OCD and I also had um, uh, obsessions is, with knives. Sorry. Is that just a thought that comes in? Like it's no, like it it's passes torture. by and then, you, and then you can't and then you can't like you just can't stop the thought. Yeah, you can't stop it. Like you it just, just it, it's it's running the show. Like you have this thought for whatever reason. It comes in and it's just for, for, who knows why. And then and then it just sticks around and keeps yeah. on, it's on yeah. repeat. And and I know of people who um uh, sexual assault, like they they think about it and like and they can picture it in their head. I used to picture um intrusive thoughts, I intrusive, think is the, yeah, is the exactly, like, technical yeah. term. Intrusive for what, crippling thoughts, yeah. right? Um, hmm. thoughts about doing horrible, horrible criminal acts. Yeah. Um, I used to, yeah. like when I was, a, uh, um, uh, I used to always have an obsession and I could picture myself doing it and I could feel it cut, slicing my, the palm of my hand open with a knife. Ooh. Right. So when I grew mm-hmm. up, moved out, had my own place, I always kept knives in a drawer where I couldn't see them. So it wouldn't trigger me to have to go Ooh. into that OCD. Now I've got under control. Like I've have for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. So I have a knife block now. So is that, is that, is like, that a, is that an OCD thing? The, the intrusive thoughts? Yes. Or, okay. Interesting. Because Be- Becca has, 
talks to me about that sometimes. But well, people, remember you know, that when it, you're a kid or a person, you don't understand that it's part of the disorder. You right. think you're a really horrible person. Yeah, yes. like I must be a horrible person if I have these thoughts. Yeah, well, there was that episode of Invisibilia where the there's a, a man. There's oh yes, podcast called yeah. Invisibilia, and, and it's all, it's all these invisible things that that are going on that you know that have a profound effect that you wouldn't. That's the theme, and one of them focuses on this guy who. Um, he, I can't remember exactly what happens, but for for whatever reason, he thinks about he has a thought come into his head that that is about killing his wife, even though he's like completely in love with his wife, blah blah blah. And then he gets really, really scared that he's going he's to do, do it. it. Yeah, he doesn't know right? exactly. And it was the knife thing, and he had this very Ooh. he had this huge thing around knives, and was like super it's scared vivid. to be around them. And like, and it sounds very similar to what you're to what you're talking about. Like, even though I'm not sure if they ever. Maybe they did call it intrusive thoughts. I can't remember now, but yeah, it was fa- it was fascinating. Yeah, he basically was. was scared of of himself. Yeah, and uh, it was like and it was, I think exposure therapy is what they used for yes. him, and it worked really well. Like he basically went in to see a therapist, and the therapist was like, "Okay, so here's a giant hunting knife. You're gonna hold that and yeah. come stand next to me." And the guy's like. Dude, he said a bad idea. it wasn't standing next to me. It was I want you to put the knife to my throat. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it was, I just saw that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It was really wild. Yeah, that like there there's <clears throat> something that that does sound like torture. You it know, is. like I, I'm not religious. I don't I don't have any beliefs uh, with you know surrounding heaven and hell. But to me, that sounds like a like a living, true living hell. Uh, it is to be to be swallowed up by these horrible, horrible things. Cause we all, we, we, we all, I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people, but I think it's, it, I think it's not uncommon for normal people to, for whatever reason, just have like a really fucked up thought. And then we go, bro, cheat. Whoa. And you're, <laughs> but you're, but you're able was, to go, yeah, you go, don't think about that, that anymore. I'm going to think about that. Yeah. I'm going to watch some puppy videos on YouTube and be yeah. fine. And you can yeah. really just, you can turn it off, but to not be able to turn that off. Yeah. Which is like the That's, thing with my, with this, with me cracking my wrist, I could notice that I'm going to crack my wrist before I'm going to do it. And I could just go, don't do that. And I won't. And that's that's easy. Right. I let it happen, and I guess probably a difference. I mean, in, in a way, but you've you've said that you've channeled your, you've been able to kind of channel your. Yeah, stuff I'm one of the few that I know who, who that that's can do that's that. a kind of a rare thing, I guess. Brian, uh, give uh, Nathan, Nathan. the. Yeah, for me, I used to be pretty freaked out from knives because I used to have thoughts like kind of doing some really fucked up stuff, and now I've kind of overcame overcome that, and now I have in my room in my closet like. <clears throat> Eight knives, Ooh. like ridiculously. What are you into juggling like or what the fuck? Why you got <laughs> knives in your closet, knives. bro? Because I go fishing almost every day in the summer, and mm-hmm. I like the outdoors, and I always keep mm-hmm. knives. With but we are keeping. Outdoors. We do. We have had the, yeah. the OCD hoarding talk with him, yeah. right? Uh, you know, eight knives is a little bit much, a little but bit, okay, yeah. well, we're sure. for sure. now we're right. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're towing the line on nine. The far too many. But how cool do they look? You know, I used to. It's got a couple of kick-ass knives. Yeah. I, well, I had a really cool knife. I sold it for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, Dude. it was a it was a digital knife. It was off a game called Counter Strike, and he <laughs> sold a fucking video game knife to some idiot. A non-existent <laughs> virtual some, knife. Yeah, yeah, to some fucking Sweet. dummy. For and you know what? You know what that knife does for you in the video game? Nothing. It just looks cool. <laughs> Somebody some some people cool. some people's children I tell you Smart. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, one thing I'm I'm sort of curious about and I I, I I doubt we will have an answer or no 
But this whole thing about intrusive thoughts with OCD and thinking about really fucked up things like having bad thoughts with knives. Is there, has there been anyone who simply has OCD and these obsessive thoughts cross that line where they actually do it? You know, like, like, or, or is it once that happens, then that's the line of like, oh, well, you don't just have OCD. You're also, I don't, you, you know, you were in psychosis or whatever. Like, it, like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, is it, is it something that can I actually was, happen? I was reading an article, um, from a medical journal and they were talking about pedophilia mm-hmm. and, um, the line between having the obsessive thoughts and actually acting on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We, we've dived into a little yeah, bit we, of this yeah. with James Cantor. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, and, and so there's, there's that side of things where they're starting to look at it like, so it is possible to have those thoughts and be a good person yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and not act. But I mean, you'd have to know but that at you've that got point, a disorder, yes, right? At that to know point, you're not a psycho. You yeah. are a pedophile if you're having those thoughts. And that's the, that's the way you sexually, at least, you know, according to James Cantor, okay, that's yeah. the way you sexually um, identify, identify. And, and like, you know, if you're going to masturbate, you were masturbating to the thought of that. Um, and then it's when you cross that line, then you've, you've yeah. you're now, and like that, know. there's an, that there's associations of people that go, Hey, we're, we, we have these thoughts. We know that it's not socially okay. We yeah. know that it's not, we know that we'll never act on these. It's not who we are. But, yeah, exactly. But, right. But they, but they, they technically are a pedophile. Yeah. It's when they act upon <clears throat> it that then they are now a child molester. Yeah. But how do we get there? We're, we're, well, the reason why I'm, well, the reason why is, is someone with OCD who's thinking, ah, yeah, I want to stab my wife with knives. I want to stab my wife with knives. I want to stab my wife with knives. You're not a murderer. You're not a, you're not a wife stabber. <laughs> You're just a, you are someone with OCD, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's a technical term. It's called wife stabber. (laughs) Um, So, so, so the pedophile who doesn't act upon it and, but, but still gets off on the the thought of it is still a pedophile. If you're getting off on it. But the person who has OCD, who's thinking about murder, isn't a, isn't a murderer. I think, I think from my understanding, most of the times it doesn't cross that line. So specifically with Nathan's case, he was like five years old and he started crying one day and he wouldn't stop crying. And he said, I can't tell you, I can't tell you. And then he said, I can't stop thinking of taking a knife and cutting you open because he had just saw a fish get cut open. And I was mortified. Like I, I didn't know what to do with this five-year-old who was saying this. So and at that point he was regularly seeing a psychiatrist. So I mentioned that to him and he said, yeah, it's just OCD. Don't worry about it. Right. So don't worry about it. Right. Okay. Like there's, see, that was, that was my question. It's like, like it's a million to one for it to become a reality. Exactly. Exactly. Um, interesting. Okay, cool. Glad we cleared that up. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of pedo, like a lot of pedophile talk went around that, that example. It did, but right. It did. But the reason why was because I was saying it doesn't matter if you act upon it or it doesn't, regardless of whether you act upon it or not, you're still a pedophile. But regardless yeah. of whether you stab someone or not, are you like yeah, are I, you someone who likely are might you a stabber? Actually, are you a stabber? Are you a, a mother stabber? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> this got a, this got a little bit. Yeah, that the that, that, like, last couple of minutes bit, just a got bit. a little out of hand. Uh, Ken, did you think of anything? Uh, any like really embarrassing stories? Like second or third best embarrassing stories, I guess. <laughs> if you don't want to go with the first one, that's on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> 
Is the first one? Are the, you trying to goad him into this? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Is the first, he's one, really, I, I, is the first one a story trying. you don't want to talk about because because Nathan's here and you don't want him to hear a story about you no, being his mom? He's heard. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh my god! Did you just trick him? This is, no, this no. Is, hey, look, there's no manipulation going on here. Let's. Uh, if you don't want to talk about no, that, that, like we can talk about whatever you want. Oh to talk my god, Jeremy! Oh my god! Looks like his head's gonna blow up over I here. Know. He's laughing so hard. Look at the vein oh in his forehead. I'm so sorry. Oh, he crossed the line. Oh. That was funny though. Well, I think that was the most embarrassing moment for myself. <sighs> Were you trying to take advantage of somebody who, who has Tourette's? Yeah, maybe syndrome? a little. I don't know. Um, well, I, you know, I think is, it, is that one of those things that is like acceptable within the Tourette's community, but would be like totally unacceptable outside of it? Like for one of us to try no, and like goad you into saying something versus like you guys as a family well, the, the, doing that? The trick is I still have a professional life. Yeah, right? yeah. So, of course. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, right. like right now, like if, if any of my staff are listening to this, this is not the persona they see at, right. at right. school. Yeah. Right? Like, I would very hope. professional I would and hope not, not swearing yeah. and yeah. because I work with elementary school children. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to, right, got okay. that. So it's and, a professional and, thing. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then there's my home life. And yeah. Yeah. so even when I speak, I, 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 I let out a little bit of my threats. I think you guys have been great therapy for me because um, I ha- I did a lot of reflecting before coming here because I thought okay Ooh. so what what am I gonna portray here am I gonna am I gonna just give them the information but they're gonna think I'm a fraud so I have to tick and then I realized how much I suppress wow um, you know because. Um, and so I think now it's sort of like, yeah, you know, I suppress, I got to let a little more out. Like I, I, I let out my, my sniffing and, um, a few more of my vocal vocalizations now, like mm-hmm. uh, repeating a sound or a word. I'll do that in the office once in a while. And, uh, is it a relief? <clears throat> is it like when you do it, when you get yeah. to do it in a place where you're suppressing it and you're like, Oh God, that. That felt good. Like letting out a real nice fire. Kind of, but the, but the more overwhelming thought is that was embarrassing. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, like uh, I, I just been moved, I've been moved to a new school in September and they don't know me that well yet. Whereas at my old school, they knew me and I know that I could make noises from my office and, and they would hear, they probably wouldn't even hear them anymore. Right. right. Cause they right. know I have Tourette. Uh, whereas I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, it, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a place in my life now where I've, I've always been good about talking about my Tourette's, but haven't <clears> particularly <throat> been good letting them out. And, and yeah. I think that that's kind of something that I really, it, it's good for me and it's good for other people too. Is there a, on the, on that other side, is there a, uh, is there any damage that can be done by trying to suppress too much for too long? Like Ooh. where if you, if you don't let something flood, flow a little bit, then is there any risk well, of that? It, it affects attention. Like when I was in university, I'd be sitting in a lecture and I'd be holding in all these ticks. I'd miss the whole lecture. Yeah. Cause you're concentrating so much on, on not suppressing ticking. my ticks. It's right. like, and now it it's like, I, I don't have to, I, and the thing yeah. is, and there's, there's two camps in research. Like they're in the research articles. Some people, some research says, uh, you know, as you get older, it mellows and it goes away or it's le- there's less of it when there's another camp that says you become better at managing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you choose a lifestyle and an occupation that caters to that. Like like someone who's got profound ADHD, you know, you don't grow up and say, I want to be a librarian. No. Right. Yeah. right? Like or, no. or having Tourette's. You're not going to be a librarian. You're going to do something that's active. You're going to work in the circus. Work, exactly. Like yeah. if you, mm-hmm. and if you have 
if you really have really uh, profound OCD, you're not going to go work in the circus. No. Yeah. Right. You're going to become an accountant or yeah. uh, it's kind of like uh, something like that, yeah. right? I kind of think Lego of it, master. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes, the Lego master profession. Or like, like when you talk about holding it in, it's kind of like being on on a date with a girl for the first time, and like you just really don't want to fart in front of them. That's so, the thing. Like, I mean, that yeah. is that really. <laughs> okay, is. time out. Yeah, you just said this is my mo- my most embarrassing moment in my life. I have uh, a, an abdominal tensing tick. I use it's not as I got a pot belly now, so it's not like I used to. I used to be pretty ripped at one time because I was I was always flexing your abs, flexing my abs. There was I was redirecting my ticks, right? Yeah, yeah. So me and Julie, our first date, nice. (laughs) Yeah, first date. And you just let now the world knows. No, I didn't let it out. It it squeaked out. I was tightening my stomach muscles, man. It makes such. It makes the. Now the world knows. So there. <laughs> See, look, that's not that Bastard. bad. And you know what? The that other, the bad. other thing is, is I was going to say, <laughs> was for me. Yeah. yeah. At the time. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, at, look at you guys now. It worked. It worked. She was like, yeah. that was the cutest fart Man, I've ever yeah. had in my life. If you Marry me. If you hadn't have farted, you, she might not be here right now. Do you find it stinks more though when you like hold yeah. it all in like that? Okay. I find it right. right. No, I but find it smells. It does. It it loses its smell if you hold it in for a while. No, dude. Uh, no. Last night, mine, dude. Yeah. No, last oh. night when you came home and you were like, "Oh, fuck, Jeremy!" Like, what were you? What did you just do? It's because I was holding them at Michaela's because I didn't want to like ruin our nice dinner. That's crazy. Because if I fly, I know that if I have to fart oh, and I man. hold it for a little bit, like you know, the first 30, 45 minutes of a flight. Yeah. I know that I can start farting after that, and it doesn't smell like Taylor, anything. Yeah. You're fucking insane, and I don't, I don't, I don't trust your perspective on any of this, dude. I'm so serious, guys. I fart all the time when we fly, and you never you're smell it. Literally, the stinkiest person. <laughs> Sink I know. It I know I am. I know that's why I don't fart when it happens because it will stink. You know I, what? This is. I think this. We. No, this is really important. This is really important. I got in the cab the other morning when we were on our way here. This is important. They, they picked Christ. me up, and and I got in the cab first thing in the morning. They Taylor and Jeremy had been in the cab for about 15, 20 minutes already. And I opened the door to the cab and I was like, oh, smells like morning Taylor in here. What? And yeah, you did say yeah. that. Yeah, it's just the air is thick around you. And <laughs> it is, dude. dude it breathes heavier. Dude, everybody like, thinks I'm the nastiest person the, right now. The grease of his the hair. The air is heavier around you. Dude, dude you like, can that smell is, your that body is so hair offensive in, the morning. in a really funny way. <laughs> Um, God, everything just smells thick around you. Before a be- room of squirrels. Oh, that's Italian. so gross. That's so. I mean, nasty. This, is, this is ADHD, OCD, Tourette's. <laughs> See, this is what I say to, say to my friends. Like, uh, there have been a couple times in my job where you know a nine one one call is necessary, mm. and I just get right in this. Like when when shit hits the fan because of my ADHD. Right when when you're um, that's why you take stimulants when you have ADHD because. Mm. Um, you have like this, if you can think of like a thermostat in your house where the temperature right, gets a little too cold, then, then it, it clicks on the, mm-hmm. the heater, right? So in your brain, if you, the way I picture it is, your, your ADHD brain has a set point for being satisfied. Like I'm comfortable, I'm cool, I'm Ooh. chilling right now. But for someone with ADHD, it's set really low and your brain is craving stimulation. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why you get people who tap their toe, tap the pencil on the desk, mm-hmm. looking out the window. You're, you're looking for something. Right. And they're they're loud and they're boisterous mm-hmm. and they're, they bang things in the kitchen and because their brain is under stimulated. Right. So you take stimulants. To, and I and so when I have a, a 911 crisis like and shit hits the fan and people are panicking and I just go like whew, I just get super focused mm. and I joke that chaos is my Ritalin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like this room is my Ritalin. Oh, this room right yeah. like, I, I love listening <laughs> to you guys. I listen to you guys to calm down in the morning yeah. going to work. Right? It's like, yeah. awesome. That is, yeah, that is it amazing. It is pure chaos in here. <laughs> it is. Uh, before, we, before we wrap it up, and I, I think this is a great like way to sort of segue into this, um, what, what would you say your experience with uh, Tourette's and all of the comorbid uh, conditions that go along with it what would you say that has taken away from you in your life? Um, ignorance. Like, because, you know, like the, some of the, the people that I've met, right. I, I say some of the most, uh, the people who, who are perfect, they've got it all going on. You know, they don't, their life isn't disordered and they think they're perfect. Those are some of the most screwed up people I've ever met in my life. Right. <laughs> you know, um, it's taken away ignorance. Um, I think it's ta- it took away confidence, definitely, mm. because when I was uh, first diagnosed, and I was saying I was president of Students Council, and I was popular and well-known and understood, and then I got a diagnosis, and I immediately started doubting myself. Mm. Like, oh my God, I might say something. Yeah, I might say something stupid, right? And I does that affect and that affect? And that oh yeah, and I cycle? went through such a dark period. Like I was telling you, like yeah. I I was an asshole. Like I was bitter. I was messed up. I was angry. It was it was horrible. So that's what you know. So that being able to sit somewhere confidently and and not doubt myself. Yeah, man, it's interesting. Know? It's interesting that you say that because I find a lot of uh, <coughs> things that uh, a lot of the times on this podcast we hear that when people get a diagnosis it actually brings them some like clarity or understanding to what they're living with which Ooh, even allows if it's them bad. to live you know a little bit more confidently because they know that but it sounds like for you Ken it's kind of like the opposite it's like all of a sudden now that you know that you have that it's like oh fuck at you know, that for time, me at that time, at that time yeah right, like right. now i see kids who get an early diagnosis and so when, you know, uh, a lot of times mothers will say, oh, when I'm at a conference, right. And someone will introduce their kids to me and they'll say, and he's got Tourette's tears. Hey, what, way to go. You know, shake their hand. Welcome to the club. Um, <laughs> it's normal in my house. Mm-hmm. Right. So I try to, to bring that normalcy. Whereas mm-hmm. when I was diagnosed, it sure as hell wasn't normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Again, now, the Ricky like, Lake era. Yeah. You know, and, the- and I, you know, I, I've been to movie theaters and I don't know I'm ticking, right? Like I'm in, in the washroom, washing my hands and I'm, I'm ticking away and, and sniffing or throat clearing or whatever my tick happens to be that night and i i have heard um one time i heard someone walk out of the bathroom you know and the girlfriend's waiting for the guy outside and he goes there's a guy in there with Tourette's everyone like people know what Tourette's yeah. is now it's yeah. not like what there's some freak in there sniffing yeah. and yeah. snorting you know yeah. like, it's like it's understood and you didn't yeah. have to talk about it exactly you didn't even Which, have to say anything you know what now that you mention <clears> it <throat> i feel like for i mean the majority of my life i've i've always i've known what Tourette's is and if i saw somebody in public I would, I would, and and they had those ticks. I would probably just say, "Oh, that person has Tourette's." Yeah, right. would, but that's like a generational like a, thing. I would make like, like a premature, like not a premature, but I would make like a, I would make an assumption and go, "Oh, maybe that's maybe they have Tourette's." But that's yeah. because I think Tourette, that, Tourette's. and you know what? But that's partly because of how, like, how the media 
showcases Tourette's, I guess. I guess they now. Yeah, because now and even though sometimes it's seen as being a a more uh, funny condition in media. Like at least it's shining some light on it. Yes. Yeah. You know, I would agree. Like even the golden ticket by by South Park. Mm. Um, like it was. (laughs) Come on, those guys. Funny. Uh, Those guys. Matt Trey, Matt Stone, and Trey Parker are masters of of making things funny. Uh, Things that a lot of people don't. If you have the opportunity to see Book of Mormon and you haven't seen it, it is. It is. It is. I say this. I say that a little bit. A lot of things like that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It is the funniest yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Ken, what would you say your your Tourette's and everything that goes with it has given you? Superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, what? Um, we didn't get into that yet. Yeah. Um, well, it's given me my family. It's yeah. given me this. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've met like I've met some amazing people because uh, of my Tourette's. Like some like not just. Famous people. I've, I'm sure I've met a share of those, but just some absolutely amazing people in the community mm. who have Tourette. They have incredible understanding mm. and empathy of other people. You know, like like it makes me a better teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, like they always give me the the tough cases because I get them. Yeah, you know, I I can I can actually diagnose a lot of the what they've got. You know, if they've got OCD and I've met kids who were behavior problems and I meet them for five minutes. Kids got OCD. Mm. You said that thing thing about the language, like how you use language when you're speaking to kids and have positive language. And it's it's like, well, that it's helpful because, you know, it's helpful from your perspective of someone with Tourette's going that's would be really helpful for me if i was spoken to that way but it goes that way for everybody it's way better to mm-hmm. tell someone do this versus don't do that yeah like yeah. no matter what like it's called it's positive using positive language mm-hmm. um you know the, the like i i went when i went through my dark time and i when i turned the corner it was uh in university i had to read um uh victory frankel's the meaning of Man's search for meaning. Ooh, man, that is. Have you, ever, have you read yeah, it? I have. And and he says suffering ceases to be suffering when it finds meaning, and that changed my life. Ooh, man, that's a heavy. And then book. I realized that's why I have this shit show for a life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can actually do something with it, and mm-hmm. so it it really pulled me out of a really dark time, and, you, and it's made me a better person. Can you just write that? Say that again, so I can write it down. I just need to put it on my wall. And Victor <laughs> E. Frankel, F R A N K L. Yeah, it's the first time I've heard that quote, and that speaks that that speaks to me big time. It's yeah, a, it's such a, this is what you, and yeah. and I thought about that. But one of the first times I heard your podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys should cool. read it. It's a real short read, uh, yeah. really intense. Are there big pictures? <laughs> no pictures. Oh, never mind. I ain't fucking touching it. Um, I want to. I want to <laughs> thank you big time because of. First of all, because of your ability to like come in and have a laugh and and see the humor and all like that's like we absolutely live for that. So that's incredible. But also to go into the shit and go into the hard stuff that I feel like at least in my experience in terms of knowing what knowing what Tourette's is in pop culture and in media is underrepresented, which is that kind of dark space that can come from the 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 variety of things, ticks and experiences that someone living with Tourette's has to go through. Um, and something that I, that I wanted to ask you as one of my, as my last question, I think is what would you, what would, what would you like to say to somebody to, especially like kids growing up now that are, that are 
going through this experience of having like, you know, vocal tics and they're saying things and like, what, what would you like to say to somebody who's living with Tourette's and growing up? With um, I have, okay. Shameless plug here. I have a website called neurologically gifted.ca or .com. I own them both. And in that website, I talk about neurologically gifted, like seeing the positives in this shit show that is our life. And, and I try to be a role model and telling kids, don't use it as an excuse. Use it as a, a gift. Use it as a tool. You have understanding. You, I mean, you have abilities. Like kids who have ADHD are, are known for having incredible creativity, right? Um, I think about the people who, what's that? Observation yeah, they're so observant. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff they picked up, like, like where mm-hmm. did you get that from? Because they just suck things up. Mm-hmm. Um, people who have OCD, like, like you think of all the, the millionaires in the world who are workaholics. Hello, OCD. Yeah. Right. You know, like there are positive things in the, so taking a disorder and making it ordered or making it normal, because I mean, really what is normal, right? There is no normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own normal. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I want to say. Cause I mean, having Tourette's is, you know, not normal, but it's but normal it is, to you. It's in my yeah. family. Right, right? right. And it is in my world. Like I know so yeah. many people who have, yeah. have all these disorders. So it is normal. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's what I want to share with kids. You know, when when I do my presentations and and things like that, I would say, when when I meet parents and they say, oh, my son has Tourette's. Oh, I'm sorry. He's going to be a vice principal. (laughs) So sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Man, uh, I I think it's it's super valuable to to explore some of that dark stuff as well, though, because uh, like with Tourette's, it's it's kind of something that the mainstream population is able to see the humor in it, unlike a lot of other illnesses. But I think to um, put it into perspective, to, to understand and go into well, you have to realize people are stuff. different spots in their journey, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like most people don't think uh, South Park is funny. No, mm-hmm. yeah. like I said, even me, I'm not quite sure where I am with Deuce Bigelow yet. But uh, it depends where you are in your journey. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want people your 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 many listeners. To think, there's like oh. twenty or thirty of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want them to think, oh, I can, you know, I have a friend who's got Tourette's. I'm just gonna just joke with them because that's what what the yeah. guys were doing with Ken. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it depends where you are on your journey, where mm-hmm. you are with that uh, self awareness and self confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like one of the big messages that we're trying to perpetuate is the fact that. In in order to understand where somebody's at on their journey, you you have to talk to them and and yeah. communicate with them yeah. and be open, right? So if you're if can you like joking around about it? That's great. When we can sit around here and joke around about it. But if you don't, then that's fine too. But we're here as a support if you need us. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Did you have something you wanted to add? Oh, I was gonna say that the dark part of it is mostly invisible. So it's the stuff that the media portrays is the out there stuff, but it's the underlying stuff that where the disorder really happens. Right. Well, this was I'm a so glad you showed up with your fam. Yeah. Uh, B, so glad that we that you applied to be on the show and wanted to share your yeah, experience with Thanks, us. Thanks, Julie, for convincing me to do it. Yeah, nice. yeah thank you. Yeah. Um, and and again, just thanks for coming in and 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 offering up such a 
such an eye-opening and entertaining conversation. This mm-hmm. is super rad. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Brian, damn you for outing me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Absolutely a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another uh, wonderful episode, as always. In the meantime, head on over to iTunes. Uh, subscribe, first of all. Rate and review, secondly. And uh, if you want to support us financially, we, we could really use it. Yeah, you can go over to patreon.com slash sickboy. If it wasn't for all of our patrons, we wouldn't be here in Toronto talking to Ken and uh, and the fam. So uh, thanks for making this possible, all of our patrons. And if you'd like to help us again, you can go over to patreon.com slash sickboy. And a big shout out to Donovan the Meerkat Morgan for Ooh. the amazing sound design mm-hmm. on this episode. Mm-hmm. And also a big thank you to Take Part for the theme music, takepartinthis.bandcamp.com, if you want to check out any of their other songs. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Ken. Ah, and I'm Jerry, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.